Welcome to the Autism Classroom Resources Podcast, the podcast for special educators who are looking for personal and professional development. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Reeve. For more than 20 years, I've worn lots of hats in special education, but my real love is helping special educators like you. This podcast will give you tips and ways to implement research-based practices in a practical way in your classroom to make your job easier and more effective. Welcome back to the Autism Classroom Resources Podcast. I'm Chris Reeve, and this is just a quick bonus episode to say a few things, one of which is I'm going to be taking a hiatus on the podcast for the next month, so I'll be back on July 12th, but in the meantime, I will have new blog posts that will be coming out every week, so definitely check those out, and I will be back, I promise. But I didn't want to leave without doing a quick episode on everything that's going on in our society today. It's been another two weeks that feel like a year, which is one of the things I said when I talked about coronavirus. And now it's obviously for a very different reason. Clearly, George Floyd and the other senseless deaths that we have experienced of Black people at the hands of police have been the impetus, but this is not a new problem. And while there are clearly larger problems with many of our law enforcement agencies, it's not a law enforcement agency problem alone either. I'm not completely sure why people don't understand that systemic racism exists, but I am hoping that this situation will be the impetus for real and actual change within our society to address it. Now, you may be saying, I subscribe to this podcast for information about special education and autism in the classroom, not societal issues like racism. And I get it. In personal conversations throughout the last two weeks, I've been really frustrated by what, by what seem like required hashtags and activities on social media. And while that may raise some awareness, it doesn't necessarily truly bring about change. Change comes from dialogue and discussion and advocacy and commitment on the local level, on the state level, and on the national level. And it comes from work. And it comes from changing our own behavior and taking action individually and collectively. I am not an expert about racism by any stretch of the imagination, and I don't pretend to be at all. So I am not here to tell you what you have to do. However, I do know that we have significant inequities that we as special educators have the ability to address on a day-by-day basis. So I want to leave you with some ideas of how you and I can create the change we need to see and make this a more equitable world for all of our students. So for instance, did you know that until 2020, the proportions of black children who got diagnosed with autism was less than the proportion of white children? So what does that mean? That means that they were more likely to get a diagnosis of developmental delay or intellectual disability or emotional behavioral disturbance instead of a diagnosis of autism. And that meant that they didn't qualify for or access a lot of the intensive early intervention programs that we know are incredibly crucial for our students with autism. And instead, it meant that expectations for them were lower than they were for white kids with the same disability. 
Now, in the new CDC report that came out in April of 2020, that changed, and eight-year-olds were identified at the same proportion with ASD. But, because there's always a but, they still do not receive the diagnosis as early as white children. And that means that they don't get into intensive early intervention early enough to possibly mitigate some of the impact and prevent intellectual disability. And by the way, the same is true for Hispanics, and we still are not diagnosing them at the same rate as blacks or whites. All of this is in addition to the discrepancies that we see of black students being identified more frequently for needing special education and being placed in classrooms for students with ID or EBD more frequently than other students. And that often sets the path for them for their lifetime. And it's in addition to the systemic issues in our society that more of our black children experience like poverty, toxic chemicals and lead, violence, and more that already put them at a disadvantage to have more learning difficulties than our other students. So in addition to all the things that we can do that other teachers are doing, things like making sure that Black faces and experiences are represented in our books and literature, in our play, and in our classrooms, we need to make sure of a few things in particular. First, if you do evaluations or you participate in the evaluation team or you just receive students of color who got a diagnosis of autism, intellectual disability, or anything, really be skeptical and learn as much as you can about that student and look at whether that diagnosis really fits. Is that child really likely to have ID or is it possible that he has autism instead? Is that child with someone with real EBD, or is he a child who's just acting out in some way that needs to be addressed without special education? Are we lowering our expectations for him because of where he grew up or what he looks like? And if you think that that is true, then we need to speak up. Our job for all of our students is to advocate for them. Sometimes that advocacy might be getting the right diagnosis or making sure that they are getting the right services, not just our services. Second, we can help stop systemic racism from continuing to impact our students by reaching out to their families and asking how we can help, not presuming about what we should do. Many Black children's parents are the ones who are working two jobs and can't make it to the IEP. Get creative with how you can get them involved. Find out what's going on with those families and how you can help to give this child every fighting chance you can. I think the one thing that distance learning taught a lot of us was a better idea of what's going on inside the homes of some of our students and some of the difficulties that some of their face some of them are facing. So let's not waste that lesson. I know that many of you already do this. I've heard from you how creative you can be to connect with any of your families of children who you think need it. But maybe we need to make a little more effort and a little more understanding of where some of these disadvantages are coming from. Let's make sure that we don't lose the momentum of this moment in time and that we move forward knowing that our Black students and many of our students of color are coming to us with even more disadvantages than our white students or than we realized. And let's get creative with how we can change that and advocate for it. 
Thanks for listening to my thoughts. And I hope that maybe it gave you some things to think about of things that we can do in our classroom every day to make a difference. I will be back on July 12th with a new podcast episode, and I hope I will see you then. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Mm -hmm.